mother is an artist. I'm not going to suddenly stop doing that because I have children. So you never felt that your mother exploited you or used you? I took the leap of faith into motherhood. I make a better aunt than I would a mother, I think. My mother, she had to make it like that. She's the most difficult job on the planet. She's the mother. That sounds like a mother already devastated my by parents the death of one son. She's going to kill me. So knowing how to prepare for Mother Nature's Surprise, theory can actually save you. Barack Obama hated his mother. Mama, I love you, and we're going to celebrate all hour with a cake. Okay, so this is the Ergo Baby. Ergo Baby. I like, is that like a pun? It's like, Ergo. Yes. Ergo the So baby. I'm in Amy's okay, living room, and Amy is strapping this baby contraption onto me. I guess it's got straps, and then it goes around your waist. I'm getting ready to take Amy's baby daughter, Bobby, out for a little weekend outing. Is that too tight? Yes. Really? Okay, just pull it out a little. I've actually never taken a baby on the subway alone before, and I'm feeling a little bit nervous and a little bit curious, wondering how it will feel and if I could actually pass as a mother. Oh, God, she pooped. We need to change her before we change her. I'll admit it. In the past, I've been quick to shoot dirty looks at crying babies on the subway and at their parents, too. So if... Bobby freaks out while we're on the subway together. It will be my turn to be on the receiving end of all those withering looks. <sighs> Last advice, just embrace it. <laughs> it's so funny. All right, are you ready to bounce? Literally bounce? For some reason, the moment I strapped Bobby into that baby contraption, I couldn't stop talking silly nonsense to her as we walked along. I'm gonna try not to do baby talk to you. Do babies require small talk? Bobby, I really, really apologize. So Bobby is a very, very cool customer. And as we were walking along, she kept a watchful eye on the world around us, but she was pretty calm. She didn't even bat an eyelash when this other kid totally started freaking out on the subway platform. Amy had warned me that strangers would probably come up to us and ask questions and try to talk to us, admire Bobby. But when we got onto the train, not a glance. It was a pretty good workout carrying 25 pounds of baby up and down all of those subway stairs. And I'll say this, I have never walked so carefully in my life. As Bobby and I made our way through all the tourists and crowds at Grand Central, I looked around. I wondered if I was doing it right. How does a mother walk with her baby anyway? We went into this ridiculous little shop and admired a neon pink giraffe that caught Bobby's eye. She made some happy noises, she smiled, she pointed. And that was about as excited as she got the whole time. She was basically just gliding calmly along in a totally strange place without any of her usual caretakers. I could learn a lot from Bobby, actually, about going with the flow. 
On the subway going back to Queens, a young mother was breastfeeding her baby. She looked up at us and our eyes locked and she smiled. It was a tired, knowing, reassuring look, like maybe we were in the same club. Except that I have no idea what it feels like to breastfeed a baby on the subway in New York. And I don't sleep in three-hour increments, and I have never pushed another human being out of my body. An older woman sitting next to us succumbed to Bobby's charms. Right away, her first question stumped me. A real mother would definitely know her baby's age down to the exact week or month. I improvised, made up a birth date and plausible age. A total lie. Luckily, our stop was next. A few more questions and my cover would totally have been blown. It's not easy pretending to be a mother. yawned a couple times. Good. All right, and it stayed recording the whole time. I kept thinking, yeah. like, what if the pause button gets hit? That's oh, what oh, I was more concerned about. I know you want to get out of this. All right, are we so ready? Do you want me to push stop? Yeah, go for it. All right, stop. Well, thanks for loaning me your daughter. Uh, thanks for taking her for an hour. That I, was kind of nice. She wasn't traumatized afterwards. She, she wasn't. Didn't, she didn't say anything about you. but you know who knows maybe maybe one day when she's older she's just gonna roll her eyes at all of the there she's rolling her eyes already should we try one more time Uh, it's possible when she's 20 years old she'll just look back and roll her eyes at all the ways that I've injected her into my musings or it could be the start of an illustrious radio career for Roberta Ray James. There's that. And then there's that. Yeah. Um, what have you done that you thought was impossible? That little voice is me 20 years ago. And in case you didn't catch that, I'm asking... What have you done that you thought was impossible? Oh, I've grown up. (laughs) And that's author Madeline Lingle. You may not recognize her name, but you probably know her best-selling novel, A Wrinkle in Time. My mom loves to tell the story of how the two of us came to be recorded in the same room together. So, um... I was working for a magazine at the time, and we wanted to interview her. Well, she wasn't granting any interviews. So my boss and I got together and talked about, well, how are we going to convince her to to be interviewed? So I said, well, you know, one of her biggest fans is Amy Gastelum, my kid. She didn't give interviews to anyone else, did she? She did not, but she fell for our trick. 
I was really, really excited to interview Madeline Lingle. Less excited to read the questions my mom scripted for me, like this jewel. What message do you have for people about using imagination? I'll never forget that day. Madeline Lingle, short gray hair, artsy-fartsy scarf, wide, comfortable body, hobbled into the room with the help of a cane. That image and that feeling of butterflies in my stomach, those are what stand out. I truly never gave much thought to the muddy morals of my mom using me for her career until I found myself doing the exact same thing with my daughter. Hello. I didn't even say hello to you. I just said hello to your baby. What a rude thing people must do. This is a beautiful sound of a baby at a conference for radio makers. Yes, I'm her primary caregiver and I'm still breastfeeding, so being with me did benefit her. But did I parade her around for people to see us together? This is Roberta. Did I think a gorgeous little mascot would help people remember my show? (laughs) Just like, can't stop touching your baby. Yes, and yes. Oh my god! Whoa! I'm overwhelmed! But is it wrong what I did? Well, kids have to be good for something. You know what I'm saying? my mom again. I wanted to know what she thought of me bringing my baby to the conference. It's not a bad thing. I mean, she wanted to be with you. She didn't want to be with anybody else right now because of her age. Um, So you weren't hurting her by taking her. I mean, you're opportunistic in an instant. (laughs) What does that mean? Opportunistic in an instant. So in this moment when you go, oh, I gotta nurse this baby. How about I do it where, you know, some people notice I have a kid around. It lends credibility to my podcast. Here I am, a mom, and I'm being a mom while I'm doing this podcast. We record your all's conversation, and I'll come and do the technical support and flip it over. Is it on? Yes, it's on. So you think, like, what? What are you doing? I just want to talk about something I don't want to put on tape. What? No. Okay. All right, then I'm not going to tell you. Go ahead. Well, now tell me. It's okay. This is us. (laughs) Now you're using me. You know, here's a flip on this. You want to interview your mama. So you can put it on your podcast, which I'm all supportive of your podcast. But you're using me. Totally. Amy borrowed my wrinkle of time. She's such a generous child. She took it to school because it was kind of already torn up and old. <laughs> gave it to, gave it to oh. the teacher. I think it's the audience beyond the audience. I'm not just having a conversation with you. I am, it looks like, right here, sitting in this room. But I also know there's another audience, and so I think that's in the back of my head the whole time. That makes me nervous.
because you're concerned about because there's a sacredness in our relationship our one-to-one relationship that I don't want to I don't want breached for the benefit of your podcast Mm. just like so question okay okay you think that you know you can have things that you do together as mother and daughter that have kind of a public element to them but that there's something private that also exists how how do you maintain that i think being self-aware this is what i'm doing at least gives you the advantage of not being blindsided by your own behavior do you think that you were conscious of okay this is the only way that i could get this interview the the truth is i think i probably could have gotten the interview anyway oh that's a lie no i really think i could no it was my cute face it's all about you that's my favorite book uh-huh. um a wrinkle in the well, we were. I was a fifth when our teacher read it to us, and then I went out and sat on the football field and tried to test her. <laughs> and when this fog rolled in, and one of my friends, Carolyn Panther, and I sat out there and just waited to be carried off. You know, it was wonderful. I think the question for me with the Madeline Lingle thing would be. Was I aware? I mean, I thought about things like Madeline would say yes to a kid when she might not say yes to an adult. And she'd say yes because that's a cooler way to go. It'd be so interesting for everybody. And a child is going to get to meet her favorite author, right? So there's a win-win-win. It's a win-win-win, but how is, you know, does Amy really have a choice in this? And is there um, any real benefit to her? Or am I calling it a win-win-win because I want to call it that, you know? And you were probably not old enough to articulate if you didn't want to do it. I mean, would you tell me no? Do you think you could have told me no at the time? You're asking me that now? Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I really, I can't really, it's hard for me to put myself back in my 10-year-old self. What's been the best place for you to learn? Every place. Even the places I haven't liked. Let me tell you something. You have a blog, or whatever this is called, an iCast. You have mother. Um... Because it's a really cool topic, not because you have a baby. And Bobby is like, you know, the laboratory rat in some ways, but but mostly not. So your product, it's not your product isn't Bobby. Your she's a she's a prop. Yeah, she's <laughs> just a prop, <laughs> which is fine. Well, right. That's. I mean, it, as far as your your podcast goes, she's a prop. She's not a prop in the rest of your life. Um, I mean, who doesn't take advantage of your assets at one point or another? But if you turn 
your assets into the product, the product itself. You turn your baby into, you're selling the baby. That uh, is a problem. Uh, is there a question you want to ask me? <laughs> Uh, are you a good reader? I love to read. Do you like to read for fun? Yes. And do you write? A little. And do you use your imagination a lot? Yes. Good. And did you enjoy doing this interview? Yeah. Good. I enjoyed it too. What, any, do you have anything else to add? I think you're amazing. And you're using me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. I Can I say that? What? That oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, those breaths you hear are Bobby nursing. I have Sorry. to say, you you are multi-talented. You are recording a podcast and you're nursing right now, and you and you look totally relaxed. I couldn't get a sitter. I hear you. So, um, so that was our Bobby double feature, and uh, yeah. So therefore, we we just want to thank Bob, right? Yep. So nice. Thank you to Bobby Ray James, and also a big thank you to my mom for just being a good sport um, and being gutsy as hell, and being a good mom. Boy, <laughs> Om Shanti Shanti. Um, yeah, we also want to give a big thank you to the people who allowed me to record them while they were ogling Bobby at the Third Coast International Radio Conference in Chicago, and that would be Ethan and Joanna, Kelsey, Erica, and Lauren. It's it's a rough job, but somebody has to ogle Bobby. <laughs> and a big thank you to Ben Saraton for allowing us to use his music from his new album. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Awesome music. If you want to hear the entire uh, interview with Madeline Lingle from 20 years ago, you can find it at our website, which is motherapodcast.com. And this is our new, brand new website where you can also get all of our old episodes and see photos and all sorts of other fun things. How about some blueberries, Bobby? Wait, quick, say that. How about some blueberries, no, Bobby? Not that. What? Say that you can go to our website because oh. I wasn't recording. <laughs> all, all of uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, all the links are on the website to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, however you like to listen to your iCasts or iBobs or whatever they are. What do yeah. we make? We make a blogs and iBlog. iBlog. <laughs> you can get our iBlog on our website. <laughs> one way or another click a link okay we also want to give a big thank you to the new york city radio club for your very thoughtful advice about the uh, madeline lingle piece that you just heard you guys really you rock and who are we yeah <laughs> i'm amy castellum and i'm ann noise sani thanks for listening in and we're going to leave you with a, a little clip from our next episode that felt so public tv radio it did Give it up to Miss Long Island, Miss Chanel International!
I've always knew I wanted to be a woman since I was five. I wasn't happy being a boy. Um, I remember putting on my mother's heels. At the age of like 14, my mother sent me to the Dominican Republic because, you know, I needed to be a little bit more masculine. And My father to this day does not speak to me. When he found out that I had transitioned into being a woman, he was not happy at all. It's funny because I never really been such a family person because of the going back and forth and everything I went through. So I kind of created a family, you know, having a gay mom like Jessica Fox, having a gay father, you know, having my gay kids. We don't have that bond with our family, so we create a family to have a bond. Ba 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 ba.